Hello, my name is Flynn, and you're listening to the Liminal Universe podcast. Last episode, I talked about visiting the Hirshhorn Art Museum with my frequent co-host and friend, and uh, I also had a short kind of in-between episode uh, since this one took a little bit of time to get ready. Uh, but on this episode, we're going to be talking about some of my travels to some reportedly haunted places, why I chose this topic for a podcast on liminality. Uh, I also should get this out of the way early. I do not believe in paranormal stuff. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm not like still the same scaredy cat you all know and love. Uh, but yeah, I want to say I'm on the more skeptical side of this stuff. Um, you know, could it be real? P- maybe. Why not? But um, I'm not like a believer. Uh, spirit, I'd say that now. <laughs> all right. So uh, that being said, what are haunted places? There, uh, this is just big definition, uh, pretty broad, so I won't cover everything, but they're places, not just buildings, that are reported to have some kind of paranormal activity, usually being ghosts. Uh, Sounds pretty simple, but I want to clarify that I'm not talking about um, things like attractions at a theme park, uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, real, actual places that have history and reports of paranormal stuff going on. Uh, I'm also not including things where real places get a makeover for Halloween, you know, for events, you know, uh, like places like Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania, for example, you know, it's supposedly haunted prison, but they'll like, you know, at Halloween time, they'll put up spooky stuff there and do haunts and all that. Um, West Virginia State does that. A whole bunch of places do. So I don't mean um, a haunted place that also gets done up for stuff either, just as they are, you know, normally. Uh, These places also tend to be older, they have long histories, some of which can be violent or dark in nature. Sometimes, uh, you know, the stories are true, but a lot of stories about places can also be total bullshit. Uh, For example, one of the locations I went to in this episode was featured on an old TV show and pretty much everything they said about the place is just fake as hell. Uh, you know, so bear that in mind uh, when you hear any rumors or stories about not just these places, but anywhere else. Like, it, it could just be bullshit. And it, let's be real, it probably is, all right? Um, yeah, so how are haunted places connected to liminality? Uh, I think that haunted places and just in general spooky stuff is something that bridges a gap between typical liminal space things, uh, stuff like the back rooms and kind of other darker, um, weirder aesthetics. Uh, you know, I want to reiterate again, though, that liminal stuff um, doesn't have to be inherently spooky. Uh, a lot of content is, right? Uh, at least meant to kind of be eerie. And uh, it does not have to be that way, even though I'm talking about some of that stuff now. Uh, Meanwhile, like, the back rooms is absolutely meant to be spooky. No matter how, you know, pure of a lore person you are for it, uh, there's, you know, all the iterations of it. No matter what, even, like, the most basic original one is still kind of meant to give people, like, a sense of, like, dread or unknowing. Um, like, oh, we don't know if there's something around the corner, but, like, you know, it's really creepy. You're in this, like, endless, like, weird void of rooms and spaces, but are you really alone? Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, going back to liminal spaces, though, I want to make sure uh, that any place that went to this episode met a few specific points. And so here's the criteria that I had for choosing the place I went to. Besides, you know, travel, right? Um, I'm not going to fly out halfway across the world for this episode. Uh, one, they must exist. So got that out of the way. Uh, they must supposedly be haunted. Or I guess actually haunted, who knows. And uh, it has to be a location that people associate liminality with. This is the big one. Um, so hotels, schools, homes, public transport, pool rooms, abandoned areas, offices, etc. Yeah, I didn't want to go to just any random place that says it's haunted. I wanted to go only to ones that just on their own could also qualify as a liminal space, regardless of any of the history or rumors, right? Because, you know, at its core, this podcast talks about that stuff. You know, um, I know maybe not every place I go to, everyone would agree on as liminal. Uh, so I tried to pick only types of places that, um, depending on, you know, what the content was about them, got favorable feedback on, like, liminal space subreddits, forums, and, you know, internet pages. Um, yeah, because I figured I am going to go to those spots and then hopefully they'll also be spooky in addition. I don't want to just go to any random old haunted sawmill or house or, you know, whatever, because that wouldn't really be talking about the same types of stuff. Uh, so hopefully that clarifies why I went where I did. Uh, yeah, right around now I would also talk about, um, you know, these types of places or this particular aesthetic, um, you know, in other media and where you could find it. Uh, like for the pool rooms episode, I did that. Um, and I could give you some examples for haunted locations, but there is no shortage of that. Uh, you know, I also don't really tend to watch a lot of horror movies or play a ton of horror games, so I can't, you know, give the best recommendations on it. Um, yeah, but, you know, things like The Shining, for example, is a is a perfect example, right? You'll see on a lot of liminal posts like, oh, I was staying in this hotel and check out the shot of the hallway I got or the pool or whatever. So a movie like that, um, not just the setting, but like the art direction in it too, uh, cinematography kind of helps get that feeling. Uh, so that would be a great place to look at. Um, on YouTube, there is an old TV show from, believe it or not, MTV uh, called MTV Fear, which... Um, takes people and it put them in various, like, supposedly haunted places. Uh, some of them are, you know, places that you would, you know, think of as, like, liminal. Uh, so that's another example if you want to see that. The video game, uh, Animoyopolis, which I mentioned a few times, if you're looking for that. Uh, even, I guess, the video game Control can kind of do that. Um, maybe um, Phasmophobia. That also works too, because it, you know, take place things like homes and schools, and people frequently um, associate that stuff with liminality. Um, you know, if there's like a cool picture, so that's all stuff you can look at too. Um, if you want not just haunted things, but ones that kind of also capture liminal spaces, I've also posted some like related aesthetics 
in the description of this podcast. So you can um, check out the wiki links I have for that if you want to see some other similar stuff. But yeah, uh, we're going to get into, I guess, the real core of this episode, which was exploring real haunted locations. And uh, for this episode, I went to a few different ones. I'm going to give a brief description of each of them, uh, but most of the information for all of them will be in the description of this podcast. Um, you know, if you want to learn more about these places than just a couple sentences I'll cover, please check it out. Um, there's some really cool links in there. You can learn a lot. And yeah, if you're following along with uh, YouTube, where I've posted some videos already, or on Imgur, uh, we're going to start with video one, which was the Buck Hill Inn in Pennsylvania, up in the Poconos. Uh, the inn opened in the early 1900s, and it closed in 1990, mostly due to declining finances. It was a slow burn, from what I could tell, um, of a decline. It wasn't just an abrupt thing. Yeah, the Poconos itself has a huge resort community, with several still in operation today, uh, the Kalahari being what the biggest, Great Wolf Lodge, etc., uh, but for a lot of places like this in things like air travel, um, better rail travel at times, have hurt business in the area because it was kind of a nice in-between point for like New York City, um, you know, upper other parts of Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, for people to go meet in the wilderness and just, you know, relax and go, you know, play golf or swim or do whatever. Um yeah, so not every resort like this one really survived those changing trends. Uh, after it closed, it was briefly used as a filming location a couple of times, like for that one TV show I mentioned. Uh, but it was pretty much abandoned. However, there's um, actually a lot of residential homes right around that property. Um, so it's not like it's super tucked away and I had to drive like 20 minutes into the middle of nowhere for it. Like people live around that area. Uh, it did get hit by arson in the early 2000s and was eventually torn down after, I guess, they didn't deem it feasible to try restoring it. Some people tried to get money for it and it just didn't work out. Uh, so it was torn down in 2016, meaning I did actually get to miss seeing the old inn uh, by just a few years. But, oh well. Uh, in the video, uh, you know, it's a pretty short clip. Uh, you can see not much of the inn is still remaining. Uh, there's a fireplace that's there. And uh, if you look up old photos of the fireplace, or, like type that in, you should be able to see it uh, when it was like inside of the inn. Um, yeah, so you'll see those links in the description as well. You can also find that on Google Images. Uh, you know, when I was there, though, I actually uh, couldn't believe that such a big building was on really what seemed like such a tiny site, to be honest. Now, when I pulled up along one of the roads near it, um, I got out of my car, walked over to it by that big grassy lot. That's where that's where it was. And that the structure looked absolutely huge from what I saw in any videos and photos. And when I stood there, I thought, wow, I can't believe they fit all this there. Um, so that was a little bit surreal. You know, I didn't see anything spooky or experience anything. But, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat just to be able to see at least some of it. Um, and this was also uh, cool because while guards would patrol, or not, I guess not guards would patrol, 
but people would like get arrested if they tried to break into the building in the past. Now that it's not there, they don't really seem to give a shit. So I just walked up and, you know, if anyone even saw me and harassed me. Uh, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I first discovered this place, by the way, um, kind of like Atlas Obscura. And um, I knew I would be nearby it a few months ago for a martial arts tournament. Uh, I was in the Poconos. Uh, yeah, I don't talk about, you know, all of my personal stuff a lot, but I do martial arts, um, testing for my second, second degree black belt, hopefully in a few months. Um, and because of that, I go up to Pennsylvania pretty often, you know, a few times a year. And it kind of lets me have an excuse to look at places like this in that I wouldn't maybe drive all the way from Maryland for, for like a 20 minute visit. Um, but yeah, I might use that as an excuse to go to other places like this when I'll be in Pennsylvania again. Um, there could be a good opportunity. Yeah, uh, for video two, uh, this is the house in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, yeah, so this next place I went to, I can't tell you uh, a lot about it. Uh, you know, it's around 100 or so years old. Uh, I know the people that live there personally, and I've spent a lot of time there. Um, some people I'm not really friends with anymore uh, lived there or still do, some of them do. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with like the layout of the place and a little bit of the history. Uh, basically, the owners kind of insist that it's haunted and just that they've seen stuff. Nothing bad or scary, but like, oh, out of the corner of their eye or in like part of the room, like in the corner of it, they briefly you know, saw what they thought was a person or something. Um, you know, stuff like that. But um, I've never have. I've been there a lot. Um, been there on Halloween many times, late at night, all over parts of it. Parts of it by myself, I haven't seen anything. Um, but, you know, some of my friends have claimed it too. So I'm not going to dismiss them. But again, I haven't seen shit. I'm probably happy I haven't. But yeah. Uh, for this visit, as you can see, we went through the basement of the house since it's really both just the creepiest part of the home because it's really unfinished and there's a lot of junk in it. And it's also, you know, the most fitting for these kind of topics because, you know, you look at any liminal page and you'll see a lot of pictures of like basements of houses, especially anything that's like dark or like dank and creepy looking. Uh, also the people that live there claim that they think it's the scariest part of it too. Uh, Cause you know, the rest of it's just pretty normal, a bit cluttered. Uh, yeah, but I've been in that basement before I took this video a couple of times over the years, but never stayed for a long time. Uh, I should say I couldn't get the audio cut from it, which I really tried to do. So I need to, um, whenever I want to do a silent video, I want to improve on doing that and editing that. Um, so I would just recommend you watch video two muted, uh, cause it's a better experience that way, to be honest. Uh, but I do think it was pretty cool to go down there. And I think I got some really cool shots. Like, if you just watch it, um, you know, without the sound, like, it's it's pretty cool. Um, going through the pipes at the end of it, when I had to crawl up those little cement stairs to, like, go into that crawl space, uh, I thought that was really great. Uh, I thought there were some cool shots in there of it. Um, you know, I, tr I really wanted to go um, at the far end of it to, like, around the corner, but I really also didn't want to crawl through like God knows what on that ground. So, 
Uh, I didn't go through, I guess, all of the basement, but most of it. Um, yeah, but I thought that was pretty neat. Um, you know, right now we've covered so far, like, inns and hotels, um, basements. And the next one we're going to be talking about is St. Mary's College, which is video three on YouTube for episode nine. Uh, this was a college around Ellicott City, Maryland, built in 1868 as a men's college, mostly to train them for, like, religious work. Uh, the school was abandoned in 1972 after a declining student body made it unfeasible to continue operating. Like Buck Hill Inn, the property got hit by arson uh, several years later with most of it, again like Buck Hill, being demolished after that. Um, just like video two, um, I also have to apologize for the video quality. I tried to change it from a portrait to a landscape view, and that didn't look too good when I uploaded the video, and um, that's something I'm going to be wary of in the future. The reason why um, I switch in that video to a landscape view is I didn't think I was covering enough of the stairs, uh, and I wanted to get like more of it in the shot, but you know, the video came out a little bit worse for it. Uh, however, in the Imgur album that is in the description for this episode, you can see pictures that I took uh, both going up the staircase and me looking down on it later. Uh, I think the last picture in it's a really good one, too. Uh, so you should check that out. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, uh, this was the largest part of the site, the staircase, that I was able to get to. Since when I went to the top of it, there was a lot of brush blocking what I think was the path to get a little bit higher up. Um, where apparently there's still like an altar there. You can see that in uh, the second picture on the Imgur album. And uh, it also got a lot darker really quickly. Uh, the first picture you can see in the last picture, I took within about 10 minutes of each other. And um, I had to use flash for that third picture. So it looks bright, but it was like pitch fucking black when I took that. Um, compared to like a decent amount of daylight in the first picture or two. Uh, yeah. So I didn't get to stay too long because I wanted to make sure I could actually just get back. Uh, getting to that site was interesting, though. Uh, was down a lot of, like, very steep roads, and I parked under a bridge with some train tracks, like, kind of off to the side or above it. Uh, the instructions on Atlas Obscura told me to find, like, a small stone staircase, uh, kind of near where there's a little bit of room to park, um, and by the bridge... I went up that um, until I found, like, the large one that you see in the video in the pictures. Going up, it was fine. Uh, it was a lot more steep than I thought it was from below. Uh, I really don't think the pictures do it justice. Uh, when I got to the top of it, there were, you know, a couple pieces of stone, graffiti, but, like, not much else was there. Uh, I think, you know, more might be past that blocked area, like I said. So I'm going to have to go back and see um, when I have, like, more daylight to do that. Um, just, like, navigate the brush. Uh, yeah, I do know that there isn't too much of it. Uh, just even if there was more, if I went up ahead. Kind of like Buck Hill Inn, um, same kind of history, reason why it got demolished. Um, but yeah, despite, you know, going to the basement, going to the inn property... Uh, this one was the scariest place that I went to, personally. Mostly because of having to go down those stairs once it had gotten, like, pitch black. Uh, you know, you could see I used flash in that one photo. It looks creepy as hell. 
but I ha I couldn't take a video of it um, going down like I went up because I needed the light for my flashlight just so I could see going down the stairs. Uh, you know, my shoes were covered in mud on the bottom. Uh, there were wet leaves on the steps. The steps looked kind of like wet as well. And I almost skidded a few times um, at the top of the stairs and I was going towards that pile of like leaves and twigs. Uh, like I almost slipped once or twice. So, you know, it was pitch black going down the stairs. It was cold as well, by the way. Um, and yeah, so I couldn't really catch on video. And I basically crawled down those steps, though. I looked down at the top of it and I was like, oh, like I almost just slid on like the dirt walking up to it. You know, if I trip here, you know, anything happens, like I'm just completely fucked. Uh, so I basically crawled down those steps. Yeah, it took way too long and I felt like the biggest scaredy cat doing that. But, you know, I was like, you know what, actually, maybe you know, I could have been a little more cautious about. You know, I went up, uh, but that was that was a little bit nerve wracking. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of other urban explorers do way crazier shit than that, and I'd be up for it. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about staring down that huge staircase. I was like, oh, I've already almost slipped a few times. I bet I'm going if I just like fucking sprint down this thing. Uh, yeah. Overall, though, um, I think that place was definitely worth the visit. And I really do want to go again uh, earlier in the day, just so I have some more time to explore. Uh, maybe this spring I'll go and do that. And uh, yeah, for the last place, it was the Forest Haven Asylum in Laurel, Maryland. This is the last place that I went to. And by went, I do mean that term pretty loosely. Uh, the Forest Haven Asylum is located in Laurel, Maryland, and it was built in the mid-1920s. Uh, had several buildings... Uh, I think almost 20 at its peak, and over a thousand residents. In 1999, it shut down after declining over the decades, had various controversies of patient treatment, worker treatment, etc. You know, typical for an asylum. Uh, it said that there were around 300 plus bodies also buried on the property. I think that there might be like a mass grave or something there. That's uh, one of the links that I have said. Uh, today, though, the entire site is monitored by U.S. Park Police, and it's on federal property. Uh, in a couple of the buildings, there are some work and jobs programs that use um, some of the various buildings there today, but it seems like most of it is still abandoned. Um, unfortunately, though, I wasn't able to get close to the location. I tried two different access roads, and there were security checkpoints at both, which I turned around um, just so I didn't have to go up to them and deal with that. Uh, couldn't even see any of the buildings, honestly. Like, they go that far back on those roads. <sighs> um, I did, though, find some threads on Reddit a little while ago uh, that have some maps, pretty recent ones, for still how to get entry there, where to park. And I am open to trying those at some point. Um, preferably not alone, though. So I might reach out to some of those people to try and plan a trip even if not to go inside, but to just get a bit closer and see it, you know, while it's still there. Um, I've heard a few of them are actually demolished. Yeah, so that one, I sadly don't have video or picture for. Um, you know, it's a little bit clickbaity, but I did actually try pretty hard to go there. 
And um, if I'm able to like find a good way to meet up with people to go in that can hook me up with that, then I will definitely go. Uh, so like exploring St. Mary's College a little bit further, I would like to do that one again. If not just for the podcast, for my own uh, curiosity and sense of adventure. Yeah, and uh, now that we've talked about the place I went to, want to share a few of the just lessons that I've learned, uh, you know, doing this episode. And uh, I guess the big one is that I am surprised how difficult it was to find places, especially ones that meet the criteria that I had. Um, and you'd be surprised, like the one that I had of must exist. You know, you would think that's like a given or an obvious thing. But no, really, sometimes that's the most difficult um, the one to meet. Like a haunted place, there's a fucking dime a dozen. You go to any historical home or district, everyone's like, oh yeah, my fucking wood shack is super duper haunted from blah, blah, blah. But if you want to go to a place like, you know, Buck Hill, right? St. Mary's College, Summer Forest Haven, uh, you know, a lot of it's just fucking demolished and you can't... You can go to where it was. You can't go there, though. Uh, so that actually knocked out a lot of places that I went wanted to go to. Um, and even some of the ones that I did go to. I had to kind of, you know, accept that, you know, at least there were still some of the original sites there. And I would take that over nothing. Yeah, um, arson seems to be a big reason for why these places get further destroyed than they already are. And I asked why when people decide if they're going to demolish it or restore it, they just tear it all down. Uh, yeah, it really does make me appreciate the urban explorers that were able to capture these locations just for everyone to see now that they're gone. Um, even without haunted stuff, liminal stuff, there is a lot of cool history in these places. And, you know, they're, a lot of this is gone now. So unless someone goes there and preserves it with pictures and videos... Um, you know, it, a lot of it's lost. So I am happy that there are people that have done that for these places. And, um, you know, even if a lot of people have taken similar shots to the ones I took in this episode, still contributing a little bit to keeping the memory of these places alive. Uh, yeah, I also realized that for a lot of places that do still exist, um, a bunch are monitored by security and or police. That really makes it hard to do a lot of urban exploring. You know, if you have good intentions like me, um, and like you don't want to commit a crime, uh, basically means that at a certain point, once you do enough of this kind of hobby, you are just going to have to accept that you're technically breaking the law um, just by trespassing likely multiple times. You know, I want to go see a bunch of these places, but I also just don't want to go to jail either. So, or depending on apparently uh, Forest Haven, like, maybe fucking worse than jail. Uh, so it's hard to find places that still exist, fit what I wanted, and also just won't get me arrested for going to if I run across, you know, security. Um, and I think that is part of why this episode took so long, is the site selection was very difficult, um, more than I anticipated. It took a lot of work for this one. Um, not to brag, but yeah, this huge effort for it, but... Um, I learned a lot of cool lessons with this that I can take into future episodes of any kind of exploration and visiting places. Uh, so it was worth it for that too. And just, you know, to see these places. I really did have a good time going out to them. 
Uh, I also realized, by the way, that it doesn't really matter to me if a place I actually did have any rumors of being haunted once I went there. You know, as I've said, I'm a scaredy cat, like I won't even watch horror stuff, really. Um, I don't really believe in it, ghosts and stuff either, though. But um, I still found most of the places perfectly spooky and interesting, you know, on their own rights, regardless of any history and rumors there. You know, I'd be open to going to more places, too, if I can find and also access them, especially, ideally, legally. And I think that it could make for, you know, more episodes in the future. If you liked kind of where I went and you liked this, um, I would definitely be willing to go for other places again, um, or even revisit places in the future, um, stuff like that. So, you know, let me know if you would like to see more of that, and I think I definitely can do it. Um, no matter what I cover, I think, um, even if it's haunted stuff again, um, I probably will do more urban exploration at some point in episodes and just travel in general. So, you know, that won't go away entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, that could be multiple paths I can take with this. And, uh, I think also what took this episode a while is I tried working on it all at once. Uh, once I finished episode eight, I'd done a little bit of work on this before it, but the way I've been making episodes, it's usually like kind of, I finish one, really start on the next one. And I might change that up by doing multiple ones a little bit at a time. Uh, so there's not a huge gap between episodes, especially ones like this where I travel and it takes a lot more effort to do that. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so we're about at the end of the episode, and I'm going to be giving you all some homework again. I know you love your homework. Uh, this time, your homework is going to be you have to tell me what the creepiest location you ever went to was. Now, yeah, so I want to know um, what the creepiest location you've been to is, and I don't mean uh, like going to a haunted house um, at an amusement park or anything like that. More like the examples I did in this episode, real places. I would love to hear your stories, whether you send them to me on email, on Discord, comment on the YouTube, or the Imgroup, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, I actually did get a comment on my Spotify um, from someone that listened to an episode, and I want to thank that person now because for some reason it wouldn't let me comment directly on the Spotify page. Uh, so, you know, you know who you are. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, next episode, by the way, is going to be me interviewing some people that have been creating a database of various aesthetics from the past few decades. This will be the first of several videos over time that discuss different design aesthetics that have some relation to liminality, um, in my opinion. Um, th a lot of things have like retrofuturism, 80s, 90s designs, a, a lot of that. Um, and I think that this episode will just be a great jumping off point for us to begin talking about specific ones. Uh, yeah, so look forward to that. I'm hopefully interviewing them this weekend. And so the next episode could be out by this weekend. Um, I will also have a poll for episode 11 out within this week as well. Um, I have about three or four choices for all of you to pick from. Last time, people that voted in my Discord chose pool rooms. And so that was the topic. Uh, and I think no matter what, uh, it'll be a great episode. I have some cool stuff planned. And yeah, last but not least, again, you can find a bunch of stuff in the description of this podcast, links to information about all the sites that I went to 
tons more information and pictures, videos. Please check it out. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. Um, you can find a link to the Imgur album that I made, a very small one. You can find my YouTube page where I posted some videos I talked about uh, as well. And yeah, I want to thank you all again for listening to this podcast. Um, it's a pleasure having you here. I hope you found this episode cool. And uh, yeah, I'd love to just hear your homework stories or feedback. Uh, yep. Yeah, so until next time, have a good one.